Welcome in, potty people, to Potty Pod Cinema. I am Dan, with me as always is Andy, and uh, we are back in full force this week. Um, we had our What You're Watching episode yesterday, and then we're uh, bringing you coming soon news and trailers today. And there's things starting. Um, Nothing <laughs> exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the first week of January. You're not going to get... You don't really get a huge push this week. It's more next week and the week after where you'll start to see things um, mm. start to come out. And we are also planning on doing our 2023 movie preview uh, probably tomorrow. It might be a two-parter just because it's huge. And then we're going to do a mm-hmm. TV one of the same just so you kind of see... So far, what is scheduled to come out? The the movies is a lot. There's a lot of movies coming out, and it starts from January 12th. Like, it, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of space in between after that. So, uh, stay tuned for that episode. But today we have uh, our coming attractions, and one of them that's actually it came out on New Year's uh, is Kaleidoscope, and so I guess you knew a little bit more about it. We saw the trailer. And I said, you got to watch it. And you're like, oh, no, Jay Courtney, I don't want to. And then you did. And you're like, oh, <laughs> God. Like, Jay Courtney's kind of like, we. the thing is, I like Jay Courtney. I'm becoming a fan. He's won me over. He I, just, I'm not afraid to say it. He just picks bad projects sometimes. He does. He, he Well, and I feel like maybe he's, I think he's figured out what his thing is. And, and he's course corrected. That's yeah. why, because I feel like the last, like, four things I've seen him in, have been way better than before. Yeah, I mean, I really liked him in Terminal List, even though he was like kind of a douche character. Uh, he was really good at it. Yeah. Um, and and uh, actually, that's Suicide one of the things Squad. I liked him the most. I mean, outside of Spartacus, which he was great in, um, and yep. that's kind of how he got found. Was that uh, the the Terminal List is actually what I liked. Uh, kind of one of the things I liked him in the most. Yeah, Terminal List. Was, uh, and and stateless, I know you haven't seen it, but stateless, no. he was really solid. In. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Uh, I, I liked him in that. Plus, he was pretty hilarious in the new Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, the amount of time he was in the it. new one, the old one, which is not his fault. Yeah, the new uh, one. Yeah, that's nothing you can do about it. that. Was not on him. Um, but yeah, even the like old that. one, as bad as it was, like he had a couple like line stealing moments. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, he, he it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those those were all great, and I hear he's really good in Black Sight. I just can't get myself to watch that movie. I don't know why. Uh, oh yeah, like everyone in it, but can't do it. Yeah, can't it does do not it. look great. It does not look great. It doesn't. Um, but Kaleidoscope, however, yeah. I've heard some good things already. So you were telling uh, me like every so every episode is just it's not the it's called a different color, and you apparently you can watch it in any order you want. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so so. And, and what I don't know, because I haven't seen all of it yet, is so, so yeah, so the, yeah, it's, when you start it and you hit play, uh, Netflix says, you know, this is intended to be uni- a unique new uh, viewing experience for all our audiences. Uh, feel free to watch this in any order you want. That's crazy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And, and, and there's going to be new twists and turns revealed as you see and unfold more and more of the complete picture of what's going on. Uh, I what I read, and I don't know if this is true or not, is that there's going to be like a final app that comes out like in a month that kind of wraps it all up. Okay. Um, but I don't know if that's true because I'm not seeing that online. I'm not seeing like that there's an unaired episode. Yeah. So that maybe people were assuming, and and I could be wrong. You could just watch it all, and eventually, you know, it works out. So. 
Okay. I'm not real sure. I'm I'm interested. I'm definitely watching it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as I find out, I'll uh, let you know. Are you going to start with like what is considered? I think the first episode is like pink or something like that. Are you going to start with that one, or are you going to start? Yeah, with I'm going to watch. Yeah, I'm going to watch in the order they they threw it up on there because I'm assuming that the director or showrunner just thought, man, that's a good enough. That's you know, <laughs> maybe that'll help the most for whatever reason. All uh, right, I might watch it backwards but, then. Yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be kind of yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Just per, see it and uh, yeah. First episode is blue. The last episode is yellow. And and I have a feeling it's one of the because it's it seems that it's going to be all kind of the type of thing where everybody has their own point of view of it. So like you kind of think this dude oh, is like yeah. the the one that was like wronged, and this dude's the hero, and then you realize as you go forward, oh, that guy's not as hero as i thought he was and this guy's not quite the victim i thought he was you know yeah so uh and and i think that'll kind of change as you go so we'll we'll see but yeah i'm, I'm interested I, it has memento vibes to me uh yeah you know where you like you thought everything was one way until you see the the final scene which is really the beginning and you're like oh damn that changes the whole movie i just watched yeah I, I'm, I'm thinking that's what they're going for. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. I, I love the cast. So Giancarlo Esposito, who's always... You, you put that guy in front of a camera, it doesn't matter what it is, I'm down to watch it. Um, Rufus Sewell, Jay Courtney, we talked about. Tati uh, Gabrielle, who I did not see... I didn't really know anything about her until the Uncharted movie, which I think is underrated. I enjoyed it. Um, but she was like the deadly assassin. She was great. Yeah, she <laughs> was great. She's menacing. Yeah, she was very menacing. Um, she got apparently got her start from the one the show the the one hundred on the 100, CW. Yeah. I never saw it. I've heard people kind of rave about it. Um, it seems like a few people have come out of that show. Yeah, I've never seen it either. It's got a seven point six on IMDb, so take that for what it's worth. But um, yeah, I'm trying to. I don't see people that have really come. It has hard comic book vibes to it. Yeah, uh, and it's you know. It has something to do with like people were escaping World X. <laughs> they find this, you know, they they send a crew of a hundred people to see if they can do whatever. But it's but I think it's like a hundred prisoners. So I think it's a prison, like an Earth style prison okay. that they're sent to, and it's a hundred prisoners. And the story follows, and different people are dropped off each season, new people, and you know they got to create society, yada yada yada. Yeah, but uh, okay. I've never seen it. No, I haven't either. But yeah, my. I don't want to at CW, but it could be good. Um, and then who else do we have? Um, Paz Vega. And that's about all the names I know. But the, I like that cast. The villain. Well, the guy that looks like the villain in the in the show. So who was it? Do you remember? Did I thought it was that? Rufus oh, Sewell. Oh, uh, Rufus Sewell. Yeah, Rufus yeah. Sewell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. he's always the villain. He's got very villainous face. Um, <laughs> he really does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued. So yeah, you watch it uh, front to back. I'll watch it back to front. And oh boy, you better be right about this. Didn't mean to sound that dirty. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, <laughs> we, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah I'm intrigued. Uh, so far, oh, I don't see anything. It doesn't have a rating on IMDb yet. That's great. It came out on New Year. Um, the next thing is you and I are kind of interested in this. I mean, the cast is unbelievable. Uh, it's a Scott Cooper movie who is kind of hit or miss. Like, I feel like all his trailers look good, and then you watch the movie, and you're like, all right, it's okay. Like, Out of the Furnace, it was really good, and then it got, like, at the end, it just kind of, like, seemed to meander. Um, Crazy Heart was good. I think it got Jeff Bridges an Oscar. 
Um, People loved it. I just it was good. It didn't call to me. Yeah, it was good. I don't think it's anything to like. Oh, you got to see this. Um, He also did Black Mass, which was not a great movie. It was just had really good acting. So this could be the same thing. Um, Hostiles. Did you see that? With I did not. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. It was one I kept meaning to do to watch. I got a seven point two on IMDb for what that's worth. Um, But that was he worked with Christian Bale. On that one, Jonathan Majors is in it. Roy Cochran. Oh man, Rosamund Pike. I might have to go back and watch that. Um, and uh, so this one, so this is about Harry Melling, who was uh, Longbottom on the Harry Potter movies. He's going to play Edgar Allan Poe, <laughs> who was a cadet at uh, West Point. And this is uh, a world-weary detective is hired to investigate the murder of a West Point cadet. Stymied by the cadet's code of silence, he enlists one of their own to help unravel the case. A young man the world would come to know as Edgar Allan Poe. Um, so Christian Bale is the detective. Harry Melling is Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, and then they round it out with Gillian Anderson, Robert Duvall, Charlotte Gainsborough, Timothy Spall, Toby Jones, Fred Heschinger. Which, I'll tell you what, if I could buy stock in an actor, I would buy it in this kid who... I first noticed him in um, White Lotus, but he's kind of been popping up in a ton of stuff lately. Um, I'm trying Damn to it, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, well, was he in that? But yeah. I feel like he's starting to come up in a bunch of things. Uh, and he's a, He like did those an Fear Street movies. Did you see any of that? No, did you? I, I have no desire. Yeah, I don't think it's no. for me. Um, it's not for me either. Simon McBurney, who is the villain, the British villain and everything. Uh, Charlie Tahan. Mm-hmm who was in, uh, what's it called, Ozark, and then Lucy Boynton, who is starting to pop up in a lot of stuff. So Yeah, oh, Woman in the Window, that's right. He was, he was at, oh, wow, yeah, he's been in many things I've watched and I forgot about. <laughs> who was that, Fred Heschinger? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I told you, Woman in the Window. Yeah. He's... And News of the World, I have not been able to see yet, but I still want to see it. I yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, I, I think he's going to end up being a really really good actor um yeah so this comes out january 6th uh the rating on imdb right now is a 6.5 with 434 votes so i wouldn't i wouldn't get too in into that it could be better um i mean that's like a 7.5 which is still a movie worth watching i think um especially since you're gonna even if the movie's not good which is not going to be surprising with scott cooper i think that Uh the acting is still going to be dynamite yeah, it's it's definitely going to be good acting, and yeah, I, I wonder if it's just people have a super high bar because it's Christian Bale, yeah. and it's just you know a perfectly fine movie. It's just not the best you've ever seen or what, but uh, yeah, I don't. There was something I swear I brought this up the other day. Like I swear I saw something about just lack of positive reviews from this that something that made me think yeah all right <laughs> uh but maybe maybe it is these reviews but 434 people i don't know that many people have actually seen it yeah well and on rotten tomatoes Seems suspect um there's 85 critics have reviewed it and it says only 50 plus audience and honestly that could be nothing you know who knows Feels who's like actually closer. seen that yeah um it says in select theaters december so maybe some people have went and saw it i didn't see it in any of the theaters um, I'm going to give you two scores and you can guess it for me. 66 and 74. 66 feels like critic, but, uh, yeah, if only a couple people, you know, reviewed it, then those aren't, aren't real ratings. So yeah, I, I, don't I know. agree. Yeah. It sounds like people are just pretending they've seen it and they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could be right on that. 
Uh, yeah, 66 was the critic, 74 was the audience. But honestly, I'm not putting any stock into that just because it's just too. It just feels way too early. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's move on. Um, so, man, I tried watching these animated ones, and I just can't get into it. But the second season of The Bad Batch is coming out from the Star Wars series. They got, I think it got really good reviews. It's got a 7.8 on IMDb, which is an 8.8 in real life. Okay. And so, did you watch it? I tried. I just, I can't, I couldn't get into this. I couldn't get into Clone Wars. Like, I watched, nope. I think, I think I pushed through and watched a, a good portion of the first Clone Wars, where I watched like the first two seasons, and then I started skipping around to just, I guess, the pertinent ones. I just can't get into those. I don't know what. I know people love them, like really love them. I just can't get into it. You know, my issue was that I, I started watching it with my son, and it looks really well done. Yeah. Like it looks, it looks to me like it's really well done. Yeah, it's just that there's so much <laughs> to watch. Uh, to catch up to all that mm-hmm. I just don't have the time or the desire to, to catch up on because like where Bad Batch picks up, I don't, I'm, I know you probably haven't seen this, but during the Clone Wars series, there was like a couple break off kind of spinoff episodes that were just about the Bad Batch. I did see that. Like, I think and, you told me just watch this one because oh, okay. the series is coming out. So I, I saw that episode. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, there's just, there's a ton of history to yeah. it. Like, Many of those characters have like been influenced by and and had connections with different characters in the in the whatever the hell you call the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, the canon. Well, Ashoka yeah, yeah. is getting her own show that came out mm-hmm. of the Clone War. Like a lot of the the people. And apparently, Thrawn is going to be one of the big bads in that. Oh really? Um, I, I Thrawn mean, is coming soon, and if, Thrawn is a big uh, person that the Bad Batch fight. Well, um, he's so from Air of the Empire series, uh, the book series. It's a trilogy. And if you haven't read right. that, that and the Bane trilogy are, vi- I highly recommend both of those. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, is what it is. But uh, yeah, it just feels like way too much for me to catch up to. And I, I mean, I hate to say this, but I, I'm kind of Star Wars out. Like, yeah. Until you give me better, I mean, Rogue One. That was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you give me something great, I'll watch it. But I'm not going to watch it because it's in the universe. Yeah, Whereas, I'm with you. I mean, MCU is doing everything so well and caring so much about story that I, you know, you and I have just said like we're going to watch it. Like, <laughs> like I mean, even Ms. Marvel, which we were the least excited about, but it was great. Uh, and you, you were like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm acting tough. Like you're like I'm not gonna watch it. At first you're like I'm not gonna watch it. I don't care, and I don't blame you. I had the same thoughts, and then, and, and again, it just because it doesn't feel like it's for me. It felt like it was for, for they were trying to do it towards kids. Yeah, and so I was just like, eh. but uh, they care about story. Star Wars feels like they care about the money. Yeah, <laughs> or or, and and it's the, and it's the the dangers of not having a cohesive connected universe. They're 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 making it that way and they have somebody whose full-time job their whole life is connecting the dots of star wars did you yeah, know that yeah that, that's someone's full-time job they get paid for they have marvel to, people for that too yeah and, and it's uh it's if you watch it from beginning to end and it was produced with the same budget that might be a lot of fun to, to sit back and watch one day you know what i mean but it's not for work. It's like, yeah. If that's if, if for work you have to watch all the Star Wars stuff, I could do that. 
Yeah. No, I mean, like, even if you have a kid, you're like, one day, and you're like, oh, I could show it to him in order, timeline order, that makes the most sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, but then you're going to watch something animated, followed by something really good produced, followed by something from 1974, followed yeah. by <laughs> a highly produced show, and it's like, it's just going to be all over the place. Yeah. And it's just, there's just no need for it all. Yeah, that's fair. Start over. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, moving on. So, AMC has been struggling for IP um, for a while. I mean, they at first they had they were pumping out a bunch of them. They had uh, Breaking Bad and um, uh, what's it called with the uh, Mad Men and then what's it called Walking Dead and, and they just kind of running out of IP and they canceled a lot of good stuff, removed a lot of good things, and so now I guess they're on the Anne Rice bandwagon because they came out with. Interview with a Vampire last year or in the fall, and we kind of talked about that. I was gonna watch it, I just never got around to it. And after, and if you don't watch it pretty soon, you just kind of lose interest. And so I just never did. But now they're yeah. gonna continue the Anne Rice verse uh, with Mayfair Witches, and it follows. Well, a is it gonna be connected? Uh, I don't know if they're connected. I I read I read, a, I th- I I read like you brought up rights. Do what now? I think they just bought bought up the rights. Didn't they? Oh yeah, that's what yeah that's what I'm saying is that they bought up the rights to all the books. I don't know if they're I don't think they're connected because I don't remember any okay. witches. And I tried reading the Anne Rice <laughs> after interview with Vampire. I tried reading some of her books. I just couldn't get into them. They're pre- I, I tried Vampire Lestat and it didn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get into it. Yeah, because that was supposed to be the first one. I couldn't get into it. Yeah. Um, this one, it follows a neurosurgeon who discovers that she is the unlikely heir to a family of witches. She must contend with a sinister presence that has haunted her family for generations. Uh, it stars Alexandria Daddario, who I like, Jack Houston, who I think is fantastic, uh, Harry Hamlin, Tungaya Teresa, who looks super familiar, but I can't think of anything. He was in I Zombie, Jim Gaffigan show. I didn't even know he had a show, American Horror Story. Uh, it looks like he's been around, but I don't know him from anything. And that's mm. about all the people I, I oh Annabeth Gish, who uh, oh, okay. is always in. What's that guy? Oh, you love him. You love him so much. What's his name? <laughs> Do what? He he did how uh, Haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah 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 he, yeah. He he, he likes putting Annabeth Gish and a lot of things. She's good. I like him. I like her. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I I, I don't remember what. I'll have to look and see Flanagan. what the last Michael one got. Flanagan. Do what? Just Michael Flanagan. Michael Flanagan. That's the one. So, Interview with the Vampire, the other one that they did with uh, Jacob Anderson and Sam Reed, got a 7.0, which is an 8.0 in the real world, which is not too shabby, really. So, maybe yeah. this is good. I don't I don't know. It could be. I just feel like, is this something I want to get into? Oh, my God. So, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, interview with a vampire. The critics, the critic score. Actually, I'm going to give you two, and you let me know which you think is which. One is 74. The other one is 99. Wait, wait, wait. For, this is for what? Interview with a vampire. The Anne Rice show that came out in the fall oh. that they redid. Okay. It, okay. So okay, hit me with the uh, 74 and 99. Question. It doesn't say how many people voted. Okay. Uh, Can you guess which is critics and which is? I'm gonna say the critics probably love it because it's it's uh, sexually fluid, (laughs) (laughs) and they don't really care about story. So yeah, I'm gonna say 
Critics 99? Yeah, you're right. Critics 99, Audience hey! 74. Man, you're really good at this. Hey. Uh, <laughs> so maybe... I just think about critic uh, uh, liberal politics. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's I mean, what tells me if critics will like it or not. If yeah. It, yeah, if it's if it leans that way, they'll give it more points. They will. They'll, they'll skew it in its favor, which, which is fine. I mean, that's their prerogative. It's, I don't get Yeah, you know, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, no, I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and give it a shot. 74 is still pretty decent. But I could also see people downvote bombing this thing because of the sexual nature. Yeah, that could be a thing, too. Yeah, yeah. You, you I think right. fans kind of downvote it more and critics upvote it more. So... I mean, this could end up being like an 85, which is still really good. I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and watch it. Ugh. But this one, Mayfair Witches, comes out January 8th. If the interview with the vampire is good, then that's kind of awesome that they're going to continue with the same the same kind of stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm pretty torn on this one. Maybe I'll go back. We're just starting to get I just, shows again. I, here's my thing. I, I have a hard time taking horror seriously if it's PG-13. Yeah, like, like, and I don't, you know, you, you know, I'm not a gore fest guy. I hate gore and I hate shock value stuff. And I, you know what I mean? Like that's just not me. But when it comes to horror, like there has to be the threat of of violence or just you know savagery. But the, but the <laughs> thing is, there still can be implied violence and savagery. Well, yeah, this is a little bit different. Like I mean, with Hitchcock, they had implied violence and savagery. But I feel like with with vampires, it does kind of have to. You have to show some of it. But TV. AMC has shown, I mean, Breaking Bad has had some pretty raw Early. and animalistic kind of murder. So it, it can be done if it's done well. Yeah. yeah I guess so. I don't, I, I guess I just, I don't know if I trust it. Yeah. I might turn around uh-huh. and give AMC. it a shot. I Or give Interview with the Vampire a shot. If it's good, I can go move on to Mayfair Witches. Because I do like, I mean, I like some of the cast. It says AMC Plus. Does that mean it's for the app and not for the television uh, it says AMC and AMC Plus. Okay. I mean, they did. Why the does AMC so you know have what? a streaming service? That's so stupid. Right. <laughs> like, just sell your streaming rights to somebody and make a fortune for doing nothing. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's child's Well, play. they got to get uh, those sweet, sweet data points to sell. You know, Netflix will give them the cash. Yeah. Uh, they need it. And they don't want to have to make new IP. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, anywho. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The other thing is. I, and I wonder frequently, like, is is Daddario a great actress? <laughs> Alexander Daddario? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I think so. Then I see other projects and I'm like, oof. Oof. <laughs> uh, but I mean, she was good in White Lotus. But Oh, yeah, she was good in White Lotus. I liked her in something else, too. But then I, I see the movie with her and Kate Upton because I'm on the airplane. And uh, oof. <laughs> uh, what was that? Oof, oof. So, I don't know. Something where they try to get Jamie Lannister's attention. They're fighting for it. It's rough. <laughs> uh, the layover? I think maybe. It's not, it's not Jamie Lannister. It's Matt Barr. I don't know who that is, but that's who it is. Who Who now? Uh, some guy named Matt Barr. It also had Cal Penn, Rob Cordery, Molly Shannon. Was that it? Uh, yeah, maybe so. Okay. <laughs> I, why did I think it was Jamie Lannister? He oh, looks well. Lannister-ish. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, Fair yeah, enough. that looks pretty terrible. Yeah, uh, you got it a four point seven. Yeah, they all they all played to the acting ability of Kate Upton. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if that tells you all you need to know. 
Yeah, I mean, I remember her being pretty good and true detective, and yeah, maybe maybe she wasn't always that good. I don't know. But... <laughs> Do you remember her being that good and true detective? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Do you? Was it the acting? Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. I remember true detective being really good. She's so talented. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's good. I don't know. I'll, God, at some point I might go back and watch Interview with a Vampire if I can... If I run out of stuff, I just feel like I'm having trouble running out of stuff now. Um, and last on the list, because let's move on. Um, so I, I've i never seen this show. It, everyone, I've always heard people talk about it. It's got an 8.6 on IMDb, which is a 9.6 in, in the real world. And uh, it uh, it's coming out with its fourth season. There's usually only like five episodes a season. It's called The Detectorist. It's a British show. And it's got uh, Mackenzie Crook. Who's been? A, he was in the original Office. If it's the same guy I'm thinking of, the original Office. He was in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, yeah that's him. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Uh, it's also got Toby Jones. I love me some Toby Jones. Um, that's about all that I know from it. It's kind of low key, but it, it's. I've always heard people talk about it. I've I've been wanting to give it a shot. I've I've had it recommended to me. I just never got gone around with it, but it's the lives of two eccentric metal detectorists who spend their days plodding along plowed tracks and open fields, hoping to disturb the tedium by unearthing the fortune of a lifetime. You know what? Uh, I remember when uh, season three of this came out, and you and I had the same conversation. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> we didn't try it then. <laughs> We're probably not going to try it season four. Uh, but, but this I isn't just say... for... Okay, all right, now I got two scores for you. Uh, this is four seasons in, a um, hundred and ninety-four. Wait, wait, what? These are the <laughs> Rotten Tomato scores for you. A hundred and ninety-four. Oh, 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 god. Uh, I don't know. I'll. It doesn't say... matter. They're so close. Yeah, I'll but say still... hundred for the uh, for the, uh, the whatever they're called, the reviewers, the, the critics. critics. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You got to get really. But, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's but I mean, with a score that high on both on both these things, like that's yeah. three they'll really never, good scores. They'll never be a hundred for audience. They'll never read anything, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, ever. I, yeah. It could be the most perfect thing ever, and they'll be like, "Not enough this, not enough that." <laughs> uh, all right, I might have to. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it, Andy. I'm going to try it. Are you? I'll let you know. Yes, Are yes, you? yes. I told. Just my... make sure there haven't been three reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but this thing's oh, been out since 2014. So yeah, I say it's got a season four, and season three came out in 2017, five years ago. So uh, uh, the first one came out. Let's see, the first season came out uh, 2014. Second season was 2015. Third season was 2017. But the thing is, with British shows, you really only get like three or four seasons, and they're usually mm -hmm. pretty spaced out like i mean look at ricky gervais when he does shows if he does do four seasons it's usually spaced out about this much that's true and the way this is escalating season five will come out 2026 so yeah uh <laughs> 2028 uh yeah no i don't blame you for giving a shot I yeah mean, it's, it's gotta be funny i mean it's good actors and the fact that they just keep renewing it it's yeah. gotta be a great storyline yeah, so it literally has to be good. There's no other way this is making it. Yeah, that's that. See, that's that's what I'm saying. So I think I feel like I have <laughs> to give it a shot. And it had Diane Rigg, so well, no. oh, it did. Oh, I like Diane Rigg. 
Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to news. We don't have a lot of trailer stuff to come out because I don't. You're not going to get a lot of trailer things right now. Although, if you go to see Avatar two, um, go early so you can see all the the trailers. Um, the first piece of news we kind of brushed on this yesterday, but that's um, Jeremy Renner being in a horrific accident. Yeah. Um, apparently, he was trying to plow. Uh, he was in his Reno Tahoe, Reno, Nevada home and they had a bad snowstorm and so he had uh, like a big like it's a huge cat like snow plow and he snow was cat yeah snow cat and he was trying to plow the road so his wife and kid could out so they could all get out of the house and I, I don't i still don't know how it happened but apparently he like ran over his leg it crushed his foot it crushed his leg luckily his neighbor was a doctor came over and tourniquet put a tourniquet on and was giving him uh, CPR until he was life lighted out. Um, they weren't sure if he was yeah, going to lose his leg. He just got conscious, I think, last night. And they said even if his leg's okay, his foot is crushed. And then he had a lot of chest contusions. But you and I were kind of talking before. That could have been because they were doing CPR on him for so long. Yeah, it said it said traumatic... Uh, or or ch- was it? Chest... Uh, trauma. Blunt, oh, blunt force... Blunt force trauma. To yeah, the chest. that's what blunt force trauma to the chest. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's that's serious. Did it run up his chest over? And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah, CPR. Okay, there we go. They said something about like nine minutes of CPR or something like that. So uh, I was like, wow, that's that's a long time of beating someone's chest. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it it looks like the reality is. I, and this is totally guessing. I don't have doctor's notes that uh, probably going to lose the leg based on what, you know, doctors have theorized from the minimal information we have. But yeah. They did say that even even his, his leg is repaired and, and works. They said his foot was absolutely just crushed beyond. I mean, it sounds like it's jello, you yeah. know, so I don't think he's going to walk on that leg again would be my guess. Um, I mean, you look at what happened to like, yeah, you look at what happened to like Alex Smith. Mm -hmm. I feel like with enough money and the right doctors, you could probably, uh, you never know. I I think this is way worse than Alex Smith. Yeah. (laughs) Way worse than Alex Smith. Yeah. This is tank treads. It's literally a tank. Yeah, that's true. uh, Over a ton and it's rolling over and over and over and over each tread on it and, and slicing you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I worry for the dude. But but either way, I mean, the point is, like, he's he's living so far, which is the big deal. They said when you're tourniqueted uh, as high up as he was for as long as you were, then usually that uh, the limb below it dies. Um, nice. So you typically lose it. So, uh, but again, I mean, I, it depends where on the leg it happened. We don't know if it's just above the knee, if it's, you know, at the hip, like, you, you know, but um Hopefully, it's low enough on the leg where he can get some kind of prosthetic kind of thing going on and be fine. Uh, people can get those, bla- you know, the blades that you can get. Uh, they give you all the movement. Yeah. And who knows, man? They could probably pull something off. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't care about his acting career right now. I'm just happy he's okay. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, he can act and do since he loves it and do that down the line. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Um Moving on, so we kind of talked about Avatar before, and it's it's already hit a billion dollars globally. Like it hit it in like almost the first week, it hit a billion dollars, and it's it's saying it could hit two billion. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
the fact that they <laughs> when it said it hit a billion, they're like not nearly enough. <laughs> uh, so I think the way they'll amortize the costs and everything, uh, they just need to make a little money on Avatar two, and then they'll make a killing on Avatar three. Um, but I mean, who knows? It, it's going to make more. Like that. it's going to be in theaters forever. Because the first Avatar made almost three billion worldwide. Yeah, I mean, they made a fortune. and But keep in mind, that's over 13 years. And yeah. they have brought it back out multiple times yeah. and made more and more and more money off it as, as time goes. And they'll do that with these. They'll do double features of it down yeah. the line. You know, oh, my God. A couple that's six nights. hours. That's six hours you're in the theater. Although people did a whole, like, I think before I Endgame, mean, they did, like, a 24-hour uh, yeah. binge. I, we were, Mark Bernardin, I think, went to it. Yeah, they'll, they'll, do, they'll do double features right before... The third one comes out, yeah. and triple features for years until yeah. four and five come out, which will probably be eight years from now. That's so, milli audience, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. one point three seven million at the moment. Yeah, um, I'm curious what the budget and, is, and that's also from a Variety uh, article that came out December twenty eighth. So it's been a week mm-hmm. since then, and it's probably on. I mean, it might hit two billion by the time it's Sunday. So the budget shows 250 million. I think it's way higher. They do say that the uh, advertising dollars usually doubles the budget. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so realistically, probably more like uh, yeah, 500 million and and spend to make the movie and do everything. But so it's already making a killing. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that matters. It's already making a killing, and Avatar three will just make that much more. Yeah, and since they're filming it to uh, filming them together, that'll kind of cut down mm-hmm. on the cost as well. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. All right, this is a kind of this is an interesting article. So this is gonna have some. This is gonna have lot longer effects uh, coming out of it. But Anna de Armas fans uh, have a lawsuit that puts studios at risk over deceptive trailers. This is also from Variety. And yeah, this is this is crazy. I I don't even remember the. I vaguely remember the uh, the, the trailer, movie. but no, I saw the movie. The movie was good. I enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah, I, I had no interest in it, but then my parents were like, oh, we should watch it. All right, so we we watched it, and it was great. I didn't remember that Anna Darmus was in it, but apparently, she was going to be another love interest um, of the short term. Yeah, of the main character when he becomes famous. But they decided to cut everything with her out because they didn't want the main character to lose interest, uh, or they didn't want to have another love interest for the main character. Yeah. And so, so, so apparently he meets her and flirts with her on the set of like the James Corden or Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah. When he's when he's when he's you know when they're showing those like kind of montages up there, and he meets you know actually Anna de Armas playing herself. Yeah. And he starts like wooing her, serenading her on the stage. And then, uh, and then they show over like the, you know, they're, they're trying to show that he's like getting consumed by the fame. That's not actually his earned fame. Yeah. It's the, from the Beatles. And he, uh, uh, they show like clips of him and her doing different things over like a, a, a montage, but then he like fades away from that and ends up coming back to his, to the real woman that got away that he loves, which is the main, main girl in it, which is Lily, uh, what's her name? Lily um, James. Well, James, um, but yeah, they didn't want the audience to kind of get upset at the main character for, you know, if this is your true love, why are you with this other girl? Yeah, it probably tested and, poorly, and so they just cut everything out. Yeah, but apparently, because of her fame at the time, uh, the the trailer 
showed Anna Armas in it several times. Yeah. Uh, so it made it look like she was one of the main characters of the movie, even though she's in like 45 seconds of it. Yeah. So fans of hers were like, you know what? This is BS. Like we rented the movie and, you know, and all this and uh, <laughs> rented. <laughs> it was later. Uh, but they're like, you know, we did it because you made it look like this and it's this. So I, I don't think they cared so much about Anna Armas specifically, but somebody yeah. just finally went, I'm going to be the guy that takes the time to say, this is BS. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to call you on this Hollywood. This is bait and switch. It is. This is just like showing me that you've got meatball subs at <laughs> the sandwich place and I get there and you've only got cheesesteak. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, but you made me get up and come here for this. And then you, you know, and they're like, this is BS. You know, you need to, you need to do this. And the court actually sided with them to a degree. They yeah. said, if any reasonable person, can assume that this is what to expect when they go see your product. This is what needs to happen. So yeah. if you show the character in a passing, then any reasonable person doesn't need to assume that's a main character. Yeah. Well, but the, the, stu the yeah. studio uh, argued that a trailer is an artistic expressive work that tells a three minute story conveying the theme of the movie and should thus be considered non-commercial speech. But the lawyer said, no, you're, this is marketing. It's advertising for a movie. Therefore it's mm -hmm. not covered under, uh, the first amendment or, or freedom uh, the of speech. artistic speech yeah, yeah. Uh, which is very fair i mean that's what it is it makes it's, sense yeah so i mean marvel's gotten ahead of that because i was thinking immediately about cameos uh marvel's always been good about i won't say always but they uh they typically don't show their cameos which is better because it's a surprise yeah um but they do i do think that they've after the movie's out they'll show the cameo yeah, you know what I mean. So like like Reed Richards from uh, being yeah. in the 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 Doctor Strange one, like they did. A, if they shown that in the trailer, you'd have lost your mind. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then found out that he was only in ten seconds of the movie. Yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah, I think it's better that they don't show those kinds of cameos. I think it's, you know, you know. But I, I get when there's a difference when it's the main character and you're capitalizing on the popularity, like when they shelve a movie for six months. Yeah. Cause they know Chris Hemsworth had the first Thor coming out. So yeah. They waited on cabin in the woods, uh, till that came out. That's smart. I get it. And you're, and you're capitalizing on your main character. But if it was somebody in the background of a scene <laughs> that ends up getting famous later, you can't show their face blown up for 10 seconds of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No, good for someone for finally doing this. Um, I wonder who, I mean, will this be a class action, which means lawyers just get paid, or will this be like, can everyone? I wonder if anyone can I, like jump on this and sue the studio. I, I have a feeling that they, the people, cause the people probably didn't get award much in damages because you, yeah, they rented a movie, yeah. But <laughs> I think they kind of did it for principle, and yeah. Probably got their their legal bills paid back, yeah. Uh, you know, so I don't think it was like a cash cow thing, yeah. But I think it was just like let's give them a slap on the wrist so they stop this BS, yeah. Which I'm I'm on board with. Uh, all right, let's move on. Oh, man, you got a lot of variety articles. So this one is Loki season two first footage and Ashoka first look unveiled in Disney Plus 2023 trailer. Um, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say <laughs> yeah. I, I saw, I watched it and I didn't, I mean, you see a little bit, but you don't really see. They just kind of have a, a bunch of stuff like they show Wakanda forever, which will be streaming February 1st, by the way. They just came out and said that. Uh, Disney Plus, which That's is cool. yeah, which is really cool. But yeah, you you get like, I mean, the clips in this are so fast that you don't. I mean, you you couldn't sue because you they're so fast you can't really <laughs> see anybody. So uh, I didn't need to see a trailer to know I'm going to watch Loki season two. 
Um, mm-hmm. I am on the fence on Ashoka. I think I'm kind of done with... I mean, maybe I'll catch up to it. I might wait for a whole bunch to come out and then catch up. Just because I'm kind of tired of all the Star Wars stuff that's not... After seeing Andor, I see what it can be. And I see the stuff they keep putting out. And it's just not... It's it's meh. Like, the stuff has all been meh at best. Like, Mandalorian Season 2 was good. But everything, even Mandalorian Season 1 was meh. And I yeah. just kind of think uh, I don't... There's too many other good shows coming out for me to spend time with meh. Uh, I'm I'm going to give it a shot only because uh, I think that David Filoni, who's directing these, mm-hmm. is going to put his heart and soul into this because he invented the character of Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And, uh, and Sabine Wren, which you, I, I don't know if you know her or not, yeah. but uh, she was the part of that. What was it? Uh, Rebels? Yeah. The Rebels TV show. Uh, she and Ezra are both in the Ahsoka TV series as main characters, um, which interested me. Um, so they were the two main characters, uh, Jedis, from, uh, or I don't know if Sabine Wren is a Jedi or not. She was a Mandalorian. Um, but yeah, so they're both in it. Um, so yeah, I think that interests me. And then Anakin Skywalker is going to be a big part of it, um, as Hayden Christensen, okay. which is interesting to me because I think that was probably the best part of uh, the Clone Wars things that I did see was it was more about, you know, she was his Padawan or whatever uh, and, uh, you know, left the Jedi Order altogether to go do her own thing, basically. Didn't believe in the Jedi anymore. Um, she thought they were kind of hypocritical. Um, so kind of interesting to see where she goes on, off on her own beaten path or whatever as you will and then and then seeing these other characters plus mary elizabeth winstead is gonna be a main character ah man um, oh i just didn't care until right then yep uh. <laughs> so now it's gonna it's gonna be great it's gonna be great uh yeah i i think i you know i don't know what to think yet i just think that there's people i, I think dave filoni is gonna put all his uh his uh heart into this series more than some of the other ones because these are all characters that he specifically created so uh, I doubt he does it for you know does a bad version of it, but who knows? Yeah, Ugh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, don't yeah, blame you. I'm kind of done. I yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm coming back for Andor season two, but I kind of think I'm between like between that and Mar- uh, the Marvel stuff and all the other things. Marvel keeps giving me good stuff. Um, Star Wars does not, and so I yeah, think yeah, I'm I just uh, and you're like ah, it was not bad because like. If you look back at it, other than Mandalorian season two and Andor, what was good? Yeah, no, no, no. I I, I agree. Okay. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. I do love the Mandalorian. I I do. I, the first I do. season. Season 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 one was rough, but they had to they had to start somewhere, and I I appreciated the way they started. Like I, it they had to bring in a whole new audience of kids, not just the adults of kids and. They did an amazing job with that between the baby Yoda and then giving you 30 minute basically episodes to start you off before they expanded to hour long episodes or 45 minute episodes. Um, I thought that was fine. I, it was episode of the week kind of thing until they could slowly build up the, you know, the whole area and build up characters and things like that. And then season two was far better. And then the bits of it that were in Boba Fett were great. Like, I feel like it's just getting better every time. But um 
but Boba Fett was just an abject disaster. Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> it was an abject disaster. I mean, there's no way to save that. That was awful. I don't want to see any more of that timeline, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, sector of the universe. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to hold my judgment on Ahsoka because I do think we're going to get some Luke Skywalker because we already got some of her with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And was that Boba Fett? That, that was, that was uh, no, that was Ma- Boba Fett. Uh, oh, that was Boba Fett. Yeah. Which yeah, that's the thing is the best parts about Boba Fett were the parts where they showed not Boba Fett. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. The Mando, the Mando parts of Boba Fett, if you call that season 2.5, uh, I think that was even better than season two. So, yeah. uh, like I, I really enjoyed that. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna give Ahsoka a shot and just pray it has nothing to do with Boba Fett. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I started looking at the next article and I went down uh, a Billy Magnuson rabbit hole, <laughs> and, which is oh, did you? very <laughs> easy to do about like all his upcoming stuff. Uh, so I, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you about this article. So it's um, there's an HBO superhero movie making comedy pilot sets the main cast. So it's there's a, uh, a show coming out called The Franchise that's about uh, people making a superhero movie. And so far, they've got yeah. Billy Magnuson, Jess- Jessica Hines, Darren Goldstein, Lolly Adafape, I don't know, that Isaac Powell have been cast as series regular with Daniel Bruhl and Richard E. Grant as recurring guest stars. Um, this sounds great. It's almost like that movie The Bubble, but... But good. But yeah, but they'll break it up <laughs> in a TV show. So Because like, The Bubble was great for about an hour, and then it was like not very much fun. Um this sounds like it could be good. I, I mean, I love me some Billy Magnuson. And then I started going down. I looked like what he's got coming up. Um, so, one, he's got a Sharon Horrigan Amazon project that he's doing. And if you remember, so we actually just watched, Lauren and I were like very lazy on the couch New Year's Day. And we watched Game Night, which is still oh, yeah. fantastic. And they were like kind of a couple in that. So they're going to do a show uh, where a woman decides to launch her own self-help company and hires a handsome former male gymnast as its spokesman. The only people cast are Sharon Horgan and Billy Magnuson. I am in. I love both of those. So you've got me. Um, they worked really well together too. Yes. Uh, in game night. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That would be that'd be cool to see. I'm gonna keep going down this this rabbit hole, and you tell me when you're done. Uh, Roadhouse. So the remake of the 1989 film Roadhouse about a bouncer at a rowdy bar. It's directed by <laughs> Doug Liman, who you might know. Did you really just give me the, the synopsis of Roadhouse? Like I don't know what it is. <laughs> everyone, everyone deserves a recap. Uh, the director is Doug Liman, who did uh, the first Born Edge movie. Of Tomorrow. He did Edge of Tomorrow. He did the first Born movie. He did Swingers, which is how he got started. Um, it stars uh-huh. Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, uh, Billy Magnuson, uh, Bo Knapp, who I like. Is, he's a good villain. Arturo Castro, who I keep seeing in more things and liking him more and more. Yeah, um, I just saw him in the menu too. Uh, oh, really? I saw him in uh, the recruit, which we just finished last night, which was excellent. Uh, yep. Kevin o- Kevin Carroll, who was who is in um, Let the Right One In. He's the restaurant owner. Apparently, Conor McGregor is going to be in it. But I I like those things. Uh, Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal has taken over for uh, what's his face and uh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? How did I forget his name? Wait, did you did slow? Bring it back. Did you say Joaquin D'Alameda was in Let the Right One In? No, Kevin Carroll is in the TV show. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was like, like, wrong wrong guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, okay. I'm going to uh, continue. Uh, the Ridge. 
which is in pre-production, directed by Billing Magnuson, good for him, follows three city men as they take a hunting trip to the Wyoming wilderness to celebrate a bachelor party. Later, a terrible accident forces them to come together to survive. It's Billy Magnuson, Chase Crawford from The Boys, and Lamorne Morris. I like all of those things. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's his directorial debut. Yeah, you're just going to have to sit and listen as I go through all these now because I'm excited. Uh, Coup with an exclamation point. Uh, follows a rebellious servant who leads a revolt against his wealthy employer during the Spanish flu in 1918. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard, Billy Magnuson, Sarah Gadone, who you love. Uh, and I think that's it. Fisher Stevens as well. For on to here, isn't it? Yeah. No, this, that'll be, I, I'm, in, I'm interested. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to keep moving all along. I know this isn't news. I'm just like, I uh, just really it's like not. Billy Magnuson. Uh, reunion. A murder takes place in a high school reunion party. A snowstorm leaves guests trapped in an isolated mansion. Uh, Nina Dobrev, Billy Magnuson, Jamie Chung, Jillian Bell. I love Jillian Bell. Chase Crawford again. I love Chase Crawford. Uh, Lil Ray Howery. love Lil Ray Howery. Um, that's, I think, all of those, but still, I like all of those things. Why does this sound exactly like After Party? Uh, that's fine. Give me more of that. I'm, I'm all right with that. I loved After Party. Um, all right fair enough yeah uh I, i'm not lift, done though. lift, lift. follows a yeah, female master thief and her ex-boyfriend who team up to steal a hundred million in gold bullion being transported on a 777 passenger flight directed by f gary gray it stars sam worthington vincent d'onofrio kevin hart burn gorman paul anderson who's acting in this billy magnuson gugu and bathwa ra who you i'm in yeah i do uh jean <laughs> reno jacob batalan um Adelon. Battleon, is that how you spell it? Say it. <laughs> I don't know. But he's Ned yes. from Spider-Man. Yes. Um, all right. Let's see. Oh, and then he's going to be in an untitled you, spot. You got me. Spot. You already got me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And then it looks like he's going to be in a small part in something called Borderline with Samara Weaving, who does sometimes really good stuff, sometimes really weird stuff. So. And Eric Gaines in it, so it's going to be weird on this one. Yeah, that's probably going to be weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just yeah, I went after the 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 idea of the franchise sounds great. That sounds so funny and like has so much potential. And I love that David Daniel Bruhl and Richard E. Grant are going to uh, guest star in it. But then I just went down a Billy Magnuson rabbit hole, and uh, I love it so much. Sadly, I did see that he's also working on a Prince Anders film, which was his character from Aladdin. I hope that doesn't happen. From Aladdin? Uh, oh, I didn't know. Oh, he was, so, I never saw that. Yeah, he was he, he was one of the princes that tries to woo her at the beginning, but he's a he's a jerk uh, before, you know, Aladdin comes in. Guy Ritchie directed uh, Aladdin? Yeah. How yeah, was I'm that? I never gonna, saw it. Uh, I'm not watching it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I don't want trailer. to either. Uh, yeah. Uh, Will, yeah. I just don't want to watch anything with Neil, Will Smith in it anymore. I agree. I mean, I already did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the slap. I just don't like Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, I haven't liked his stuff in a long time. Yeah. In fact, I may be one of the only people. I didn't even really like him in Hancock. I liked Hancock. I just didn't. I thought a better actor could have played him just fine. I thought he was all right in Hancock. The thing I, is, I didn't think he needed to be part of it as well. Yeah. If a different actor had played him, it would have been just as good. Yeah. I don't think it was good because of him. I think it was good despite him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Will Smith is almost just like. We got Will Smith, and people are like, oh, well, you you invested money in this because we know he's expensive, but like it doesn't add anything to the movie. It's just you know that the studio put effort in behind it. Yeah, almost. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to go out on a fun note. 
but that's all we Thank have God. for uh, coming attractions and news. We are going to try and get that um, 2023 movie preview going tomorrow. We might have to make it a two-parter. And then we next week, hopefully, you'll have a uh, 2023 TV preview. Until next time, catchphrase. Witty retort.